The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, hour number two of Coast to Coast. Where are we going here, Carver High? Very busy today. Yes, we got a couple more football items to get to. Let's start with the Redskins, Scotty. Another place will not sell their merchandise. That is going to be Amazon. And the leader still in the clubhouse, it seems like, is the Warriors who come out to play. So the Washington Warriors is looking like the leader right now for a new name, Scotty. You know, I got to tell you, uh, I'm sure they're going to go with that, but uh, it is what it is. But is it not like, I mean, in the same neighborhood as Redskins? <laughs> I mean, honestly, isn't it at the other end of the cul-de-sac? I just don't understand it. What's the difference? I mean, honestly, I I, and I got to tell you another thing. I don't get the whole Atlanta Braves. They're, they, they want no part of this. And the Chicago Blackhawks are like, we're not sure who we're offending, but we're not changing our name. And we're right on the fine line of being okay and not okay uh, with the name of our team. And we're trying to honor the tradition of the Blackhawks. Does that make any sense to anyone? I mean, if you're going to change all these other team names, you got to change all of them. Yeah, if you say that you're right on the line, that probably means that it's uh, you know the line you got to get away from it a little bit. Josh Gordon's going to auction off his Super Bowl ring. You were saying earlier what he's probably going to use it for. I agree with you on that count. Uh, Sammy Watkins says he prioritized contending over money. I'm sure that's exactly what Sammy did. The offers were probably banging down his door when he signed with the Chiefs. Right, Scotty? Look, I, I think the guy is really good when he's healthy for two days a year. Two days a year. You you hit the nail on the head. Two days a year. That's about how often Sammy Watkins is healthy. Derrick Henry and Dak. Derrick Henry also along with Dak. Still waiting to see if they get the extension by the deadline next week. We've been through this a lot. I'm not sure they're going to give him all that money by uh, early next week, Scott. I cannot believe that of all guys that, in my opinion, that deserve money to be paid, it's Derrick Henry. I mean, he's the entire team. He is the best player on the team. He's the entire offense. He's everything. He's the reason they went as far as they did. And they're not going to pay him. Like, if I were him, I would be so out of there. Like, they, they just don't respect Derrick Henry in uh, Nashville. That's all there is to it. Especially after they gave Ryan Tannehill $100 million. So that, that's I all mean, you honestly, need to hear. He's not worth there. that. I now give to you the next, the top 10 next players who are going to get a big payday. Deshaun Watson, Dak, George Kittle, Jalen Ramsey still due to get paid. Joey Bosa as well. Ronnie Staley, the tackle for the Ravens. Chris Jones, I don't know how they're paying him now. Miles Garrett, Jamal Adams, and Alvin Kamara, who could not get through all of last year. All these guys looking to make big money now, Scotty. Well, here's the deal. Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott are going to be highly paid, but nowhere in the realm of Mahomes. Kittle thinks he deserves uh, quarterback and uh, wide receiver superstar status money. George is still drunk from losing in the Super Bowl and drinking it off. Joey Bosa is worth money. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, can I get a who from you, Carver High? 
Uh, what does he deserve? And Alvin Kamara, I like him, but injured last year. He's got to put up big numbers this year to get the money, if you ask me. Jamal Adams needs to calm down with all of his trade demands. And then is there anything worse than the guy that says, I want to be traded, and here's my list of 15 teams I'm willing to play for? Like, dude, calm down. Ronnie Staley, of course, uh, alum of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Always good. If you don't know the left tackle's name, Scotty, that means he's doing a good job, as they always say, right? Yeah, whatever. You know the guy's name when he's doing a bad one. Uh, speaking of Kittle, barely tops uh, Kelsey in the vote for the best tight end in the NFL. So all the people who think they know say that George Kittle is the best tight end. 49ers are going to offer their fans to skip the 2020 season, and the Steelers season ticket holders will be required to wear masks. And you were saying earlier that you got to, like, apply uh, if, if you want to pass over this year for the Steeler tickets, right? Well, it makes no sense to me that, well, first of all, I do have numerous Steelers face masks that I can wear to the games, which I've shown you one of them I wore on here on uh, Coast to Coast one day. So I ordered my, through the NFL store, all my uh, Steelers masks. But here's the deal. Every team that matters in the NFL is letting their uh, season ticket holders move their plans to 21 and giving them a full refund or letting them move their money to the following season. The Steelers are willing to do that if you pass their application. Like you have to apply and have them decide if they're willing to let you. The Steelers' decision, I just want to be clear here so they hear me in Pittsburgh. You are backward-assed. Just let the people that pay all that money, including me, decide if we want to come to your COVID-filled stadium this year and we should be allowed to move our money, thousands of dollars rollover style, to next year, you stupid asses. I mean, what are you doing? Fall in line with everybody else in the NFL that's allowing it. You haven't won a Super Bowl in ages. Calm down. Let the season ticket holders win here. You look stupid. Come on, Rooney. Snap out of it. U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis was voted by SI as the best stadium in the NFL. That will change in a couple of months or, or so when everybody gets inside of Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, that's for sure. That's right. Local, poli local politician in Erie County upset with New Era, who has the naming rights to the Bills. He will not call it New Era Field anymore because of all the layoffs that they did up there. Bad job by them, Scotty. And did, NFL you did. Did, did you yes, hear what I they did? Did you hear what they did? I did. They I did. actually they, got PPP loans for millions paid everyone, and then the minute the loans ran out, they fired everyone. Are you kidding me? Screw New Era and their stupid-ass baseball caps and all their suits living in their mansions. Screw you six ways till Sunday. How's that sound? I am with you 100% on that. NFL media on-air staff are going to have to take a pay cut as well during this. I mean, who isn't getting shafted? As long as Rogers got all his money, everybody's happy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates as well. Don't forget uh, Sports Grid Radio overnights for all events, 1 a.m. Uh, Sports Rage, Marenzi, 3 a.m. Bagels and Bad Beats, Wetzel, 5 a.m. Check out Sports Grid Radio overnights and our YouTube page. Search Sports Grid Radio. You can watch us do the shows live on YouTube. And what are we doing here? A little Jim Harbaugh, Carver High? 
Yeah, let's uh, get going with Jimmy here. He had a couple of things to say yesterday. Says that football didn't cause COVID-19. No expert view says that sports will make it worse. Uh, That was his first gem. The other one was that he said the pandemic table talk of a contract extension that he was having with the university. So uh, Jim was looking to uh, get paid a little bit more to not win or not beat Ohio State, I should say. And he says that, uh, you know, sports isn't going to make it worse. So let's get everybody out on the field. I think they should give him a pay cut for the job that he's done in Ann Arbor. I think he should get more years for way less money. He's not worth seven and a half million dollars. He's not worth five and a half million dollars. He's not worth four and a half million dollars. I think the guy's worth about three and a half million dollars because he never wins the game that matters to the people in Ann Arbor, and that's the Ohio State game. Also, your opinions about the COVID are rather numbing listening to you talk about it. Here's the deal, Jim. Here's a newsflash for you. They're going to cancel the college football season. So go wear your khaki pants and plant some flowers in the front yard with your wife and that pay cut you're going to get. I do want to show you before we get to the NBA, uh, you know, usually when you win a title, you get uh, a championship ring, right? Don't aren't you remember those days when you got one championship ring for winning a championship? Yeah. Well, it seems like LSU, they gave them uh, a box of rings. Scotty, look at all the rings. Uh, now, did each guy get all three of these rings or did each the different players get different rings? How did this get divvied out? Why do we got three different rings here? I sure hope that it's a choice that they get to choose which one they want (laughs) instead of giving them three bling rings. Uh, If they all got three rings, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. If they get to choose from the three, the one they like uh, to receive, I'm okay with it. I I just, geez, just make one ring. How about everybody having the same exact ring? Wouldn't that make it a little bit more special? Uh, To the NBA, as everybody starts to ascend on Orlando for the restart tournament, the Clippers are on their way there. They're heading there today. Kawhi Leonard will not be joining them, Scotty. He is expected to arrive in a couple of days. He's dealing with a family matter. So Kawhi will be a late arrival to the bubble. That should be good. You know, I worry about guys like this, uh, the, you know, superstars that, you know, roll their own way and, you know, show up on their own Cessna and then their own limos. And I mean, aren't they outside the bubble bringing in whatever they're bringing with the way they travel, not with everyone else? I think these teams should stick together. I don't understand why they're letting uh, certain guys have uh, a different way. Uh, They're, you know, giving priority to certain players and privileges to certain players that are superstars and everybody else has to toe the line. It makes no sense to me. They should all be uh, following the same rigorous plan and protocols. And that's exactly why they are going to have a problem, because if they're giving them special treatment before you're going in, and listen, the guy's got a family matter. He's got a family matter. It is what it is. I know that Fultz for the Orlando wasn't going in early either, but this is this going to happen when they're in there too? Is there going to be special treatment inside of the bubble or allowing to leave the bubble, things like that? Uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. New Nuggets GM Calvin Booth, we talked about him yesterday. He is still confident that, Yo- that Jokic is going to play. Let's hear from the new GM of the Nuggets. No, I don't, I don't think we're concerned at all. I think he's excited about joining the bubble. I think he, uh, his teammates, I, I think everybody realized the opportunity we have, and they, they want to try to take advantage of it. Um, it's just a matter of getting him in the bubble safely and, and making sure he's healthy. Yeah, except uh, he wasn't healthy, Cal. Uh, let's catch on to the fact that the guy had COVID. And how about this for you? Uh, here's a revelation. He still hasn't showed up with the team. Where is he? Is he in Serbia? Where is he? Is he still rocking the COVID? Like, I don't trust a word that's coming out of the new GM of the Nuggets mouth or that coach of theirs. He got it, too. I don't want to listen to any of them. Why is Jokic not with the team? Everybody keeps talking about how he looks fantastic and everything else. I, don't, I think they're just lying through their teeth. Is this going to be another situation where a guy's just going to show up on his own in another spot? It's, I mean, a different, different way than is. Kawhi Leonard. I get that Kawhi is going to be, you know, personal reasons, whatever. This guy actually has the COVID, but it just keeps going back to it doesn't seem like from the first couple of days it's all for one, one for all, and everybody going in there at the same time. 
even for the Magic, who didn't show up already, that's for sure. Malcolm Brogdon also had the COVID. He now says he's healthy enough to play. The Pacers need him, Scotty, especially since Oladipo is going to sit it out. I mean, uh, Oladipo's not going to play. And then how about these stories about Oladipo? Is any of that true that he wants to play for the Miami Heat? Uh, here we go again, tampering city. Uh, obviously, the Heat haven't said anything about Oladipo, but I'm seeing these stories that he wants to play with buckets in Miami. You know, if I'm the Pacers and any of that is even remotely true, I'm not having it. I don't want to listen to that. I'm not hearing uh, Oladipo uh, trying to get out of, of Indy. I'll say one thing. I have not heard him say out of his mouth, I want to play for the Miami Heat. So I think that probably is a lot of steam from media that isn't accurate. Yeah, I can't wait, though. I already have the vision in my head, Scotty. It's going to be great. It's going to be not quite the same uh, aura and the same pomp and circumstances when LeBron, Wade, and Bosh came out on the stage down in Miami that day to announce all three were going to play with them. But I can see the vision now, and that is of Jimmy Buckets, Victor Oladipo, and Giannis all walking out into the stage in American Airlines Arena down in Miami. The new power trio of the Miami Heat. Get ready, Scotty. Two years from now, Giannis, Oladipo, Jimmy Buckets. I know you're with me on it. Come on. Yeah, I think that sounds like it's got a better chance of happening than all the talk of Jason Kidd bringing LeBron and Giannis to the Knicks, (laughs) which is another crack pipe dream in New York. Where do they come up with this stuff in New York? I mean, it has gotten so bad, the writing and the tabloids and the ideas and the stories and the rumors. I mean, it used to at least they used to be juicy and hurt people's feelings. Now they just come up with crappy ideas that never work. Joel Embiid believes that he can carry the 76ers, and he shows up for the Orlando flight a couple of hours ago in a hazmat suit and mask. We are going to effort, Scotty, to have a look at that tomorrow, though, that the all the gear that JoJo Embiid showed up to head down into the bubble. Um, I, I think he can carry them, and if I hear more and more guys aren't going to be playing, you know, the 76ers were awful on the road this year, Scotty. We know that they couldn't win anywhere away from home. Who knows what can happen down here in this bubble? And they're going to be healthy, too. Let's remember that. Simmons as well. I could be on the 76ers a little bit here in this tournament. Yeah, I think he's a great player, and he is a dominator. He is a specimen and a physical monstrosity in the paint. And you know what I like about his game is that uh, he's so physical, and he gets to the line, and then he bangs these free throws down. The guy can hit shots. He can knock down. I like his game. He can carry that team. It's the rest of them that have to catch up and make plays. Simmons gets to the 10. I won't deny it. He can finish and he can dish like no other. And he gets up and down the floor amazingly. I don't obviously like he has no J. He has no game from outside or the free throw line or anywhere else. But boy, can that guy get to the 10. If he gets hot with JoJo, they could be dangerous. We've been talking a lot on Coast to Coast the past couple of days about how awful the Brooklyn Net roster is going to look when they get down to Orlando to play this thing. They have a couple of empty slots. Looks like they're starting to fill a few of them. I guess they didn't like what they saw at your workout this morning, Scotty, because it it looks like the Nets now, they have brought Jamal Crawford in, so he's going to try to light up and fill some buckets. And they're talking about also Beasley joining the team. So the Nets went from absolutely not being exciting at all to having that maniac Beasley on the floor and Crawford who loves to chuck it from everywhere. Maybe the Nets will be watchable for those couple games that they played down in Orlando. Well, we know that uh, I thought I played great today, though. I'm surprised I didn't get the offer. Here's the deal. Beasley has never seen a shot he doesn't like or a shot he won't take. Uh, He's an absolute, utter street ball ball hog. I love his game. The guy gets to the rack and finishes. He will never. He sees no one on the floor except the basket, and it looks like the ocean to him. And same with Crawford. They are going to chuck. And there is no questions asked. And if they can get Levert hot and Harris, and if they get Allen involved, it's not the worst five I've ever seen anymore. But those guys are old and washed. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network.
Hey, sports fans, Cam Stewart with their Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want the edge? Get on the grid. The NFL may limit post-game interactions for the 2020 season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Among its proposed rules, the league intends to forbid jersey exchanges between players that have all communications following a game and be at least six feet apart. Clubs also must travel to stadiums on a bus. Many players, including Richard Sherman, mocking these proposed safety ideas. The Big Ten Conference planning to eliminate non-conference games in 2020. The Big Ten is the first power five to announce a significant alteration to the football sched the ivy league postponed all of their fall sports yesterday two early big games now gone michigan versus washington september 5th that's a doozy and ohio state versus oregon what a great game it's gone as well mlb has announced a sched for 2021 with opening day set for april 1st 2021 all 30 teams will play interleague play al east versus nl east al central versus nl central and west versus west the all-star game july 13th in atlanta the final day of the regular season October 3rd. Nashville FC is withdrawn from the MLS is back tournament after nine players tested positive for COVID-19. The expansion team now the second to be pulled out of this top competition. FC Dallas, they were sent packing on Monday. With Dallas and Nashville gone, the format has been reconfigured into six groups of four. So Chicago now joins Group B along with Seattle, Vancouver and San Jose. Action today, early game. Philadelphia beat NYC FC 1-0 tonight at 8 Eastern. Montreal taking on New England. Montreal plus 220 for the win. New England plus 100 draw plus 260 the total two and a half on FanDuel EPL soccer action today Manchester United easy time they blanked Aston Villa 3-0 Everton and Southampton tied at one Bournemouth and Tottenham they couldn't score ended 0-0 the Atlanta Hawks announced today the promotion of uh, Tori Miller of a position of general manager for their G League affiliate the College Park Skyhawks she becomes the first female GM ever in the G League New Jersey Devils hiring Lindy Ruff as their new head coach the club also removed the interim tag from Tom Fitzgerald Ruff has been with the Rangers as an assistant to 2017. More good news for golf fans. Tiger Woods set to make his return to action at the Memorial Tournament next week, July 16th. This will mark his first event back. Uh, he placed 68th back in February at the Genesis. Tiger has five wins at Muirfield Village, the PGA Tour. Also, uh, they're in the Dublin, Ohio for the Workday Charity Open. Canadian Adam Hadwin had the lead, but Colin Morikawa, this kid is going low. Eight under right now and still on the course. European Tour, Juice Luton. He leads the Austrian Open at minus seven. And USC News President Dana White says, don't be surprised if Conor McGregor returns to fighting in 2021. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News update. Now we'll throw it to the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Farrell, on the last part of Coast to Coast on Sports Grid. Hey, Cam, let me ask you, when you saw the dominoes falling uh, today with the Big Ten, the ACC, the Pac-12, yesterday we talked about the Ivy League canceling yep. everything in the fall. Now that you're seeing the dominoes falling, that they're all going to play conference-only games, how long before, uh, I think by tomorrow, you'll have Big 12 SEC, and then I think uh, the question is, how long before they cancel college football altogether? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. I didn't want to go down this road, but it feels that way. And dude, these are great games you're losing, too. Oregon, uh, that, that game with Ohio State, those are two teams that can battle for a national championship right there. Washington and Michigan. Morenci's a Michigan guy. I'm a Washington guy. My father went there. I was really hyped up about that game. You said it, though. I know SEC country, with the power teams that they have, they're going to try to keep everything going. But, hey, you talk about it, buddy. The Big Ten is a power conference. They're top of the food chain, too. So if these guys are doing it, there's going to be pressure. I have a feeling maybe uh, we take the Harvard approach and see what happens after the new year, pal. I don't believe for one minute the SEC thinks that they can still pull this off when no one else can. I mean, they're going to fall in line just like everybody else. I guarantee it. There is no way that the SEC, what do they think? I mean, are you kidding me? The states where the SEC plays football right now are so oh, bad with COVID. They have no chance. I, I'm with you, Scott. I don't think there's a chance either. I'll tell you one thing, though. These guys will almost go to death to see football down there. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. I don't think they could pull it off either, but they are going to hang on by a thread to the very last minute. But it doesn't look like it's happening. Take take the Ivy League approach. Let's talk about this thing after the new year and see if it goes. We don't want anything crazy to happen. 
All right, uh, Cam, great stuff. We'll see you again uh, tomorrow. Check out Cam Stewart on uh, Game Time Decisions coming up at 6 with uh, Marenzi tonight here at the top of the hour, 6 p.m. Eastern. All right, Carver, hi. Where are we going? A little NHL? What do we got? A little hockey? Yes, we now have the tentative dates for everything that is going to go on with the NHL return to play format and beyond. We will take a look at some of those traveling to the hubs. Qualification round begins first round of the playoffs. Playoffs, second round conference finals, and they're doing this fast. I mean, they, they usually you wait about two and a half weeks to get these rounds done. They're going to do this quick Stanley Cup final on September the 20th. And then, Scotty, they will get the draft. I saw the draft October 6th, and then they hope to start the 2020-2021 season on December the 1st, get to camps mid-November. So kind of around the same schedule that the NBA is going to go. There it is. We finally have dates. It took them a while, Scotty, but they've got them to us. Let's play some hockey. Listen, I can't wait. I, I just I pray to God that they start playing on the 30th of this month. The day after my birthday, two days after your birthday, your 40th, I want to see hockey. I don't care about those exhibition games. I care about games, and I care about Stanley Cup playoffs, and I want to see uh, every round, and I want to see a finals. That's all I want, and uh, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about all of it. I'm worried about you know, college football, hockey, NBA, all of it, uh, you know, even the MLS, they've been there for, a, you know, a week, right? They started last night. They already got two teams. They sent packing, not because they lost, but because their teams are riddled with COVID. I'm worried about everybody's uh, theories that, oh, we're fine in our little bubble. I don't believe any of these, you know, jocks and administrators and commissioners and suits have any clue whatsoever about this disease. Like, it's so funny to me, like Adam Silver, Roger Goodell, know anything about medicine or or diseases or pandemics. Just stop already. All they know how to do is run sports leagues and make money. They do not know anything about medical pandemics, uh, infectious diseases. Just stop already. Like, they act like they got everything under control. Who are they kidding? Yeah, I'm with you. I think their biggest hurdle is going to be that they're bringing the people to those hubs three or four days before they actually want to start playing games. I think the NBA has the better idea here, getting teams in there this week, giving them a couple weeks in the bubble before they start playing. That's where the NHL could be playing with a little bit of fire. Speaking of fire, the New Jersey Devils, they're going to hire Lindy Ruff. You and Cam talked about it earlier. There was probably some better candidates out there, whether you want to say Gerard Gallant, maybe Peter Laviolette, but they go with Lindy Ruff. Scotty, who will now head the Devils in New Jersey. I would have even taken uh, Boudreaux over Lindy Ruff. I thought Lindy Ruff went out to pasture. You got to be kidding me. What's next? Uh, he's going to hire Ken Hitchcock to be an assistant. I mean, it just never ends in this league. They just get, you cannot get rid of anyone in this league. I mean, they're like cockroaches. Turn on the light in the kitchen in the summer in Florida, and they all go scurrying. The NHL coaches never go away. You get fired in the NHL like 15 times, you still get a head coaching job. And last thing, because, last thing here, because I want you to get to this UFC video with this goon, Mike Perry. Uh, Chris Pronger had a cushy gig with the Florida Panthers. He's leaving that. He's got some kind of side gig that he's working on, or he's just trying to get away from the Panthers to get a better job. Uh, so that's where Chris Pronger's heading now. And now, Scotty, let's take a look, because this guy, Mike Perry, uh, UFC fighter, he had a bad day yesterday. Here's uh, here's your boy, Mike, courtesy of TMZ. Look at Mike. Oh, take that guy down. Oh, oh. look at <laughs> <laughs> oh, he jacked him. I just want to say, uh, and I kind of want to bring Mafia in here. Uh, we could not air any of the audio of this scene because he punched this old fat guy and just nailed him with a right to the side of the temple and knocked him, the Pharrell, out. But his language was so abusive uh, toward women, and he was racial uh, taunts. I mean, this guy dropped every bomb in the world in this uh, meltdown at this restaurant. I have to tell you, uh, these guys, Mavi, are dangerous. Uh, They should not be allowed to fight people in public. They are uh, weapons. They know Muay Thai. 
jujitsu, karate. Uh, they're basically uh, lethal weapons. And this guy, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he went on record after his fight a couple weeks ago as saying he doesn't pay taxes and that he's uh, never, he has no idea. Anything. I mean, he literally came across as one of the dumbest people I've ever listened to in my life. That post-fight interview with him was so embarrassing how stupid he was. Now I know I'm right. He's so stupid. Did you see his behavior in that restaurant and the things that came out of his mouth? He should be in jail. I cannot believe they did not arrest him. Right. Instead of apply to Mike Perry, should have been stealing Mike Perry for the handcuffs that they should have slapped on this guy after that fight. I mean, we don't know what happened before, obviously, but it seems like everyone else is just chilling and being like, listen, dude, calm down. Just leave for whatever happened. They're just trying to get him out of there. There gives his girlfriend that's trying to get him out of there. And he's just freaking out on everybody. And like you see, when the guy tries to just, you know, tell him, gather away, just shove him out of there, he just clocks him and then sits down right there and just drops the N-bomb about 15 times to a bunch of white people, which makes no sense. As you know, he's saying, go ahead, call the cops. I don't care. He's lucky he's not in jail. He should be in jail. And like you said, a couple weeks ago, he said that this guy might not be right in the head from the things he was saying in his interview. And he's showing that right now and what we saw in that video. I think he should be in jail. I don't understand. How can you sucker punch some old man in a bar and get away with it? And then his language, the UFC should suspend him for six months, at least from fighting. He should not be allowed to earn money as a fighter. Uh, for this kind of behavior outside. I mean, do you not represent the UFC mafia wherever you go, even if you're not fighting? Are you not one of their contracted fighters? You have to behave accordingly, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And they've done it with people before in the past for their behavior, you know, wrestling's like that. Everybody except John Jones for the most part. You know, he's had one suspension out of the 10 he should have had. But, I mean, there's been other guys who, for domestic violence or whatever other reason, they've been released or suspended or, you know, they just get rid of them. And that's the guy that, you know, made a good name for himself a couple weeks ago in that card and, you know, got people on his side and thinking like, hey, this is a good fighter. This is a guy to watch. And he does something like this and just throws it all away like a moron. Tell me about uh, your boy, uh, Jose Aldo, uh, the controversy that he shouldn't be fighting Jan in this title shot. He's had about enough of these comments and everyone riding him. Uh, He's angry. He is. And you know what? He has a little bit of a reason because the guy was one of the top fighters in his division for a long time, but this isn't his division. And when he left that division, he lost three out of his last five. Now, given there to guys like Volkanovski and Holloway, so it's not like he was beating, you know, losing to schlubs, but you know, this is a guy who's lost now four of his last six fights. He's lost two in a row. This, he only had one fight in this division, and it was a loss. And then all of a sudden, he gets a title shot. And this isn't the first title shot he got because he was originally supposed to fight Cejudo on UFC 250. And I had to pull out because of visa issues with it being in the U.S. and COVID. So that's why he went to Dominic Cruz on that short notice fight. But he was supposed to fight for the title, even though he lost a split decision before that. And they give it to him again on this you know, vacant belt. So people are saying, why do you deserve this? You've had one fight in the division and you lost it. Why are you getting a shot at the belt? He doesn't like it, but you know what? They have a point. So Masvidal got cleared uh, from quarantine uh, just now. That news is breaking. So apparently he's good to go. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow and your breakdown of this great card with three title fights. I know everybody's stoked. Uh, That's got to be good news that he's out of quarantine and good to go. Well, he's out of quarantine, but he's still got to make weight. We'll see how that goes with all that extra weight he had to drop while in quarantine, just stuck in his hotel room, basically with trash bags and a jump rope. Well, I don't even. It, what happens if he doesn't make weight? I mean, they're still going to fight no matter what. There's no They'll way fight. they're taking that away from the public. What? No, it won't be for a belt. The will fight will happen. It just won't be for a belt and it'll lose money. Well, he only wants the uh, bad mother Pharrell belt anyway. All right, Mafia, good stuff. Carver, I want to uh, fly through some of this. Uh, October is the date. It looks like the month, at least, for Lomachenko uh, Lopez, Tia Female Lopez. Tigers returning to the uh, golf course next week, the memorial. In uh, Muirfield, uh, I know that uh, Champions League second legs of the round of 16 are all going to be home stadiums. That's a huge advantage, isn't it, Carver High, for those teams in the Champions League? Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be fans, obviously, but in terms of a travel aspect, it's going to be a huge advantage. That's for sure. Uh, New Jersey woman survives a ride through a Passaic drainage system during a flood. She went uh, slipping through the drainage system. That's awesome. Oregon man steals a car, crashes into a woman who also was driving a stolen car. That's awesome. 24-year-old who collected garbage to pay for college admitted to Harvard. And how about uh, Demi Morgan, a star in the audio erotica podcast, Dirty Diana. Yeah, Demi, get it, girl. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Coast to coast, and we bring in the one and only, the esteemed uh, Craig Mish down in Miami. Of course, he covers the Marlins, and uh, we know him on Sports Grid every day, uh, Fantasy Sports Today. Hey, uh, Craig, how you doing, buddy? Hope you're doing well. I'm great, Scotty. What's going on? Hey, so I want to start uh, with the – I got a lot of baseball questions for you, but I want to start with the Braves. Uh, You know, Freddie Freeman, uh, he got really sick. Marcakis, uh, out. Uh, King Felix, out. They've got so many changes, and Snitker has to deal with all of that, And but they still are loaded with talent. Acuna, uh, Albies. And I really think, you know, they were the the most dangerous team in that division, uh, certainly last year. But with everything that's happening to them, do you think that they're going to it's going to affect them and change them and that like the Mets or someone else might be able to sneak up on them? Yeah, I mean, Scott Freeman is really the one name of all the ones that was significant. Actually, the other one is Will Smith, who they signed in the offseason, who potentially could be. Uh, either their closer or their eighth inning guy. But uh, look, the the reality is, is that there's no good time to contract coronavirus. We'll have to see what the story is with Freddie Freeman in a week or two or three from now. I think that division is up for grabs, but I think really it's the Washington Nationals that it's their division to lose. They have the top three guys in that rotation with Strasburg and Scherzer and, of course, Patrick Corbin. So for me, they're still the team to beat in the East. And, of course, if the Braves can get their act together by the time the season starts, certainly you have to consider them up there as well. Last year, they were terrible in the first half of the season. And then after the break, they were the best team in baseball, and they won the World Series. Uh, How much does Rendon's exit and their age on that team, like Zimmerman's not going to play, how much does that affect the Nats? Yeah, I don't think at all, Scott, because, again, they have those three pitchers. They have a commodity that no other team in baseball has, and nobody during this pandemic worked harder than Max Scherzer in terms of getting ready. He was about an hour away from me here in South Florida, Scott, in Palm Beach, training every single day. He'll be pitching opening day, and my guess is that if you look at opening day and see who pitches the longest in terms of length, I think Scherzer can complete a game right out of the box, and he may be the only one to be able to do so. And, again, that'll come against Garrett Cole and the Yankees, so... Uh, still very high on the Nationals, and I understand losing Rendon. You can't really make that up. Uh, but if Juan Soto gets back at camp this weekend, I know that he was around somebody apparently that contracted the virus, and we're still waiting to hear about him. Provided that he's in there and he gets 20% better and Trey Turner's on the field the whole year, yeah, they'll, risk, they'll miss Rendon. But that may be missing Rendon in the postseason. The regular season, I think Washington runs right through it. Uh, FanDuel thinks the Braves are, are better than the Nationals. I can't wait to see how it plays out. We already have something to uh, keep an eye on. I think it, it should be a very interesting race. Uh, let me ask you, it, it, you know, on Scherzer on that note, Craig, in that in that opener in D.C. against Garrett Cole, I think it's in uh, Nationals Park, uh, that's a very hard game to bet on. Those two guys are both so good, so incredible. Both teams are so loaded. Who do you like in that opener? 
Yeah, you got to be firing away at all the unders in baseball in the first couple of weeks of the season. They're not getting any exhibition time against other teams. Basically, what is happening is they're all working out against their minor league teams. And then two days before the season starts, everyone is going to play the team that they're playing opening day. So as an example, it wouldn't surprise me if the Yankees play the Nationals the day before that and even the day before that as well. Uh, pitchers are going to be ahead of the hitters again, I think, in this spot. And simply put, you cannot simulate a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, which is coming almost at your head, because your own teammates, Scotty, aren't going to do that to you in a, in a simulation game or in an exhibition game against themselves. They're not going to risk it. You're not going to try and throw inside on your own teammate, and he maybe he gets hurt. So uh, make no mistake about it. That first week or two of the season, I don't care how hot it is, it's under, under, under. <laughs> what did you think of when Tanaka got laced uh, by uh, Stanton's liner off the head? And and how do you think Boone, we were airing uh, Aaron Boone today on Coast to Coast, talking about uh, his plans for Andujar. What would you yeah. do with Andujar if you were running uh, the Yankees? And what did you think of Tanaka? Yeah, well, I mean, look, Andahar's got some pressure on him this year. Of course, two years ago, he had the really good year. And then last year, uh, you know, kind of fell back a little bit. And he's had some injury uh, issues. So potentially, maybe that's why they're thinking of using him at first base. And I don't even know if there'll be a spot for him at DH. Because between Stanton and Judge, I would assume that one of those guys is going to probably have to play that position. The question is, is that, is Andujar better than Luke Voigt? And I think that that's, you know, the jury's still out on that. We'll have to see because Voigt, when he gets hot, if he's hot in a 60-game scenario, you want him in the lineup every single day. In terms of Tanaka, look, I mean, he chose to not have a, a fence blocking him when he threw the pitch. It's just something that is a personal preference for him. Uh, I can't say that he is to blame for that necessarily, but it wasn't the smartest outlook, I think, to have that going on. The hope is, of course, with a mild concussion, that in a week he can get back on a mound. But I think without a doubt, uh, you, you got when you're throwing BP to anybody in baseball at all, I think you got to have a protective netting in front of you. He didn't have it. So you're one of the uh, premier, I mean, without a doubt, best uh, fantasy guys in the world uh, in baseball. Is it going to be different at all than a regular season uh, dealing with this uh, from a fantasy angle? I'd like to know how you think, uh, like, all those FanDuel fantasy players are going to handle this 60-gamer. Yeah, well, the FanDuel fans will be fine because every day they'll be able to log on to FanDuel on the DFS site or even on the sports book, and you'll more or less know the scenario that's painted ahead of you with games that are in the same day. But I got to tell you, Scott, in all the years that I've been playing, and whether it is fantasy baseball or fantasy football this season, it is going to be a very, very tough proposition. There's going to be a lot more luck involved for any fantasy leagues that I am doing or have been doing. I'm taking the monetary value all the way down to the bottom. It is a guessing game. Who is going to test positive for COVID? This isn't Tommy John surgery where a guy gets hurt for the rest of the season. This is you don't even know if the guy's going to be at the ballpark that day, and it has nothing to do with an injury. So for fantasy baseball season, I'm trying to keep people updated on fantasy sports today. It is challenging. Uh, I think it's fun to do fantasy for fun this season. But if you want your money on something, I think you play DFS and you go on to FanDuel and you get your money down there because otherwise playing in a season-long league this season, once you have a draft and you can't change your team at all, I mean, imagine, Scotty, in the fall if one of the quarterbacks tests positive and he's out for a month. Oh, forget it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be crazy as well. What do you think of, uh, Craig, the way things are rolling out in baseball, how they're, you know, working out, training, simulated games in their ballparks. Uh, how do you feel about it? Are you worried about uh, the way they're doing it, that uh, we're going to see this thing rear its ugly head sooner than later in terms of, I mean, everybody else is getting it everywhere in every sport. They're canceling sports left and right. I'm so worried. I just want baseball to start so badly that if it doesn't, I'm going to puke. I think it will. There's no look, Scott, there's no playbook for this. So there are going to be mistakes along the way. And the mistakes that I'm talking about are getting testing results back in time and knowing when to test and understanding what a delayed test is versus a negative or a positive. And look, you got to give baseball, basketball, hockey, football, you got to give them a little benefit of the doubt over a week or two. Now, when the season starts, that's a different story. But Scott, from the players that I talk to that are inside the game, they all have the same concern. The veterans, Scott, all have the same concern. You can say whatever you want to a 20-year-old or 21-year-old kid, but in the end, is that kid going to decide to make the wrong decision 
and pull another buddy on the team out after not being seeing anyone for weeks and decide, ah, let's go out for one night at one bar, at one club. And that one decision could ruin the whole baseball season. So I am hopeful that that doesn't happen, but players are definitely concerned, especially the ones with health risks and the ones that are having kids, to say, you know, I trust what I am going to do, but I don't know that I trust the guy next to me, what he is going to do. So that's the dynamic that we're going to get to. I believe the season gets finished unless a kid makes a bonehead mistake. I think it's a fascinating uh, take on it. What you're saying is uh, incredible, uh, and it, I think it's scary, and I think you're right. And I think uh, that's something uh, certainly that needs to be heated about these guys spraying off and doing their own thing and going They're places trying. that they shouldn't. I mean, that's crazy. What do you think the Angels are thinking? They have to be losing their minds about Mike Trout if he's not going to play because their season will go down the drain without that guy in the lineup. Yeah, they're going to have Otani for the full season. I think that you look at his odds on FanDuel to win the MVP. I mean, my gosh, he's going to be pitching and hitting. I mean, this could be a transcendent-type quick season for him, and if he gets that team to the postseason, it may be him winning the MVP and not Trout. I'd keep an eye on that, Scott. It's a deep long shot there over on FanDuel. Uh, look, Rendon is there, too, but you're talking about wins above replacement, strict war. Uh, Mike Trout's a seven-war player, an eight-war player over the course of the season. So in 60 games, if he doesn't play, that's like five games. Angels are going nowhere if, if they lose out on five games. So they got to be scared and petrified, and I understand that. Uh, it, the Angels are one of the few teams in baseball, and they're all saying the right things. we got to get off to a good start. They're all saying that, and I get that. The Angels have to get off to a good start and convince Mike Trout that he should be with the team uh, outside of, of course, the birth of his child, and he'll miss three days. But if if he decides to just pack it in at that point, you can't blame him. But you're right. That, that would derail their season. This is probably the best position the Angels have been going into a season in a long time. No injuries. All right. the players are all healthy. It's, it's a rare feat for them. Yeah, no doubt. How good do you think Tatis is getting uh, in San Diego? Because I went and watched him play at Petco last summer, and I really like his game. And I'm sitting there watching this 300 million guy, Machado, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, I'd rather watch this other guy play. Yeah, I mean, Tatis plays with a lot of joy. He's a fun kid to watch for sure. And, and the Padres are one of those teams with their win total. At, I believe it's uh, 30 and a half or something along those lines. Scott, uh, the Padres have more pressure or as much pressure than any other team to have a good season this year and in 2021. Their general manager and president, A.J. Preller, has now been around for, I believe, almost a decade. He ain't one squat. You don't usually get that long as a general manager uh, or president of baseball organization without winning at all. And remember, when he first came in the league, he tried to get all these players. Let me get James Shields. Let me get Justin Upton. Let me get Matt Kem. None of that worked out. Okay, the Padres didn't win. Uh, now they went into a rebuild. As you mentioned, they have Tatis. They have Chris Paddock. They have a nice young team. But it, it's not satisfactory to be under 500 with all of those players. So that's a team with a lot of pressure. And it wouldn't surprise me coming down to the last week of the season, Scott, even if they're not in it for the pennant. They may be in it to win a few more games to give a good uh, shot in the arm to the fan base for the following season. So keep an eye on that. Hey, Craig, I got one minute respectfully. Do you believe that Nashville will get a major league team, or do you think that Las Vegas has a better shot? I, I feel like good for Nashville. Go for it. But I really believe Vegas, with what's happening with the NFL, NHL, I think the NBA and baseball will follow. Do you think we're going to see baseball expansion? Yeah, I do. I think two more teams will come into play, and I think it's irrelevant in terms of the Rays. I think the Rays will move somewhere else maybe eventually, but I don't think it factors into that. Uh, baseball is still very wealthy. They've eliminated a couple of minor league teams, so those players will go on major league teams. Uh, you, you understand the finances. You're seeing the Kansas City Royals got sold for $2 billion, the Marlins billions of dollars. You know, Baseball is fine in terms of finances. It may be a game for you and I. We're getting a little bit older. That's something that they're going to have to fix. But, you know, the younger kids may not watch as much. Guess who has the money, Scott? The people with the credit cards, you know? So yeah, two new teams bring, coming in in a couple of years. You had to bring that up, that we're all getting older and the game You're older just than keeps me. making more. <laughs> I am older than you. Uh, Craig, great stuff. Always good having you on Coast to Coast, brother. Uh, stay healthy. All right, Scotty. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. My man, Craig Mish. Uh, Carver, hi. I wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, the uh, This day in sports. 
Uh, you got Sampras won his fourth straight Wimbledon singles title in 2000. 2001, Jeter, 3,000th hit. I was there when he hit the home run in the boogie down Bronx. Uh, I love that. And then uh, Serena in 2016 won Wimbledon to tie Graf's 22 Grand Slam singles titles. You got to love it. Marenti will be on next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So Joe going to the rack. And this is another good game in the basketball tournament. Don't forget, uh, game time decisions coming up, 6 o'clock, top of the hour, Eastern time. Uh, Marenzi's with us. Don't forget about Sports Grid Radio, overnights, Pharrell on a bench, 1 a.m., Sports Rage, 3 a.m., Bagels, Bad Beats with Wetzel, 5 a.m. Hey, yo, Gabe, uh, are you enjoying the basketball tournament like I am? I love these games. This is two games back-to-back that came down to the wire. Yeah, I am, and I, I am, and I, and I'm not in in a way. I, I had a money line parlay earlier in the day on the money team, Mayweather's team. They blow an 18 point lead, bro, an 18 point lead. But yeah, high drama. And I tell you what, overseas elite. You talked about uh, Joe Johnson and overseas elite. People were talking about these guys like they could beat the Milwaukee Bucks before we saw them play today. Oh, uh, overseas elite NBA guys. These guys can compete with NBA teams. Well, right now they're fighting for their lives to beat the armored athletes. Uh, late trauma once again, Scotty, and the Elam factor. So let me ask you: You're a Michigan fan. What do you think of uh, the Big Ten? Uh, saying uh, conference games only, uh, and do you think they're going to play college football at all? Well, I tell you what, it saves them from a couple of embarrassing losses, I guess. <laughs> you can put it that way. Uh, again, <laughs> right. I listen. I am a Michigan fan, and I've, I've defended Harbaugh as far as like on the field is concerned. Ohio State are just on the next level, and we have to deal with that. But I noticed John Harbaugh calling out Fauci, and you can sort of read between the lines, Scotty that John Harbaugh is not a believer in the virus. When Fauci said football's dangerous, he's like, well, he's not a, he doesn't run the NFL. And now you hear Harbaugh talking right. about how sports isn't dangerous. It's not going to make it worse. Sounds like DeSantis to, today in Florida said, if you can open up a Home Depot and a Walmart, how come you can't open up a school for little kids? We're dealing with a lot of uh, idiots out here, Scotty. Yeah, and that governor in Florida is one of them. All right, Marenzi, have a great show. Game time decisions coming up. We'll see you later tonight on Pharrell on the Bench and tomorrow on Coast to Coast. Good night, everybody. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.